Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Yes, you are still tuned in to The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo with education in our program with your host this evening, Ridwan Ahmed and Yasira Adonis. Now moving on to the next segment of the education in our program, uh, we have online Jihan Raja and we are going to be speaking about craft classes for children to explore their creativity. Jihan, Assalamu alaikum. How are you today? Um, fine, Alhamdulillah, and yourself? Good, Alhamdulillah. Uh, alhamdulillah, Jihan. Uh, shukran for taking out from your time, particularly on a Sunday evening, you know, to share with us more about the craft classes that you have to offer where you allow children to explore their creativity. Now, to, just to start off the discussion uh, around this, you know, how long have you been involved within this particular environment? And it just started around last year, really. My first class was in September. Um, when I started doing classes for children aged between roughly about 5 to 10 year olds, although I do take, say, 4 and 11, depending on the child. Um, but I got into this by, um, I originally started a gift company to do with scrapbooking, that kind of thing, collage work, uh, you know, like um, fridge magnets, chalkboards, pinballs and frames, that kind of thing. And um, people kept saying, you do craft classes for children because my child would like to do crafts, do more crafts on a weekend and in holidays. So I thought, well, why not just give it a go, get some materials together and see if we can make this work. So in September of last year, I just put um, some Facebook and WhatsApp flyers out and see what we could get. And uh, we got about 10 children, alhamdulillah, one Saturday morning. So that's where it went from. And I tend to help them do things like um, making things from like bottle tops, toilet rolls, felt, foam, decoupage, making things with sucker sticks, um, that sort of thing, uh, materials that's very readily available in their home, things that can be recycled, that kind of thing, to get their hands moving, helping with motor skills, um, and it also enables them to become more confident as well because they see like just a plain old bottle top and then a few minutes later it can be a ladybird mm-hmm. or a bee so they feel very confident that they created this from relatively nothing just a boring bottle top became a bee <laughs> okay uh, we also have uh, Yasira Adonis in the studio who is the co-presenter but also an occupational therapist by profession uh, Yasira can I just ask you uh, Jihan Raja <coughs> mentioned you know that kids work with their hands and how uh, in terms of their creativity from an occupational therapist perspective you know what is your comment or how important really is it for kids uh, and she works with learners between the ages of 5 and 10 to work with their hands uh, shukran Ridwan. You know, whenever we look at children, we look at wanting to, you know, maintain and explore their creativity because it's what they use, especially in line with the imagination, you know, to go to school and think about things outside of the box. And that's effectively what children are. Now, if you're looking at art and crafts, you know, it has a lot of perceptual skills attached to it. Um, you know, ranging from problem solving, which they need in math and for reading. We're looking at sequencing. We're looking at the fine motor control. We're looking at, you know, the in-hand manipulation. But most importantly, and what Jahan is referring to, you know, is their creativity, which we need to, you know, really explore and enable them to explore. Because at the end of the day, they are going to face situations, you know, be it... um 
and, and not necessarily having to deal with arts and crafts, but just in life as itself, you know. And what would be a nice creative way of solving the situation or the problem, etc. and so on. So it gets their mind thinking. They see things in a different way. Also, what's happening if we're in a group of, of five to ten learners, you know, what skills do I develop? So I develop interpersonal skills with other people, social skills, you know, how do we think alike, who do we sit with, etc. and so on. So it does increase their confidence, the awareness of themselves in relation to others, which is a very good thing and, a, and, and something we always promote here at, um, you know, education in Daba, um, which is vital for them to go to school. So how do I fit into new situations? You know, how do I problem solve in that situation? So exposure at such, at such an early age, you know, gets children going in that line so when they are faced with new situations you know they don't withdraw themselves they don't sit at the back and be like I don't know what to do you know nothing's on the table um, children become more outgoing more outspoken so it's a very good thing to involve children in activities like these you know at such a young age okay shukran for that Yasira Jihan do you maybe just want to comment quickly on what Yasira just said yeah I think she touched on some good points there particularly with the social as well because as well as uh, helping develop the motor skills, I find that when they come in, uh, you know, 10 o'clock, they come and sit down very rigid, not sure where to sit. You know, some if they've come with a brother or a sister, they sit close. And then by the end of it, they're running outside, playing with each other. Usually there's about 10 children-ish, so they're playing football, riding bikes. I also include juice and chocolate cake in it, or <laughs> chocolate cupcakes, which also goes down well. Um, and so they do end up being very friendly uh, and make a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Now, Jehan, you indicated, for example, that uh, you started with these craft classes uh, in September of last year. Yeah. Uh, when do these classes normally now take place and what are the applicable times? It's usually, you know, plus minus once a month on a Saturday between 10 and 12. Um, as I said, the range of uh, ages is usually about five, ten years old. Uh, cupcake and juice included, and all materials are included. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you see, because I've actually got two boys, and another reason for, for doing this was to get them away from the computer and also to try and get them into some sort of creative mode. And they are five and ten, so I try out uh, some ideas on them first and see how long it takes and how they are with it. So then I know roughly how it's going to be with other children. Mm-hmm. And then we move from there. We give them the, the materials when they come in and a rough idea of, of what they're to make. And then off they go. Okay. And then just to remind our listeners then that these craft classes takes place once a month on a Saturday yeah. morning yeah. Uh, from yeah. 10 until 12. That's uh, right. Sorry, Jan, yes? That's right, yes. Okay, and then particularly right. for the ages between uh, 5 to 10 years, and That's then right. from 11, uh, there, there, uh, there are certain considerations uh, that yeah. Jehan will take, obviously. That's it. Sometimes, and four-year-olds as well, I mean, depending on the child. And sometimes if even, um, like, like last week when I did the class, there was even a, a three-year-old, she was going to be four the following month, but she came with a sister, and so the sister could help her out very well. And so she managed to do the craft very well. That was decoupage. Mm-hmm. So, so she managed that very well. 
Okay. Uh, yes, here I'm a bit, uh, any uh, quick question or comments from your side? You know, I think it's really lovely, Ridwan, um, that parents are bringing their children and exposing them. And I need to concur with Jahan, you know, we need to get our kids, you know, up and exploring and developing their gross motor skills and expanding their minds. Because if we don't do that, they sit in front of either the computer the entire day, watching TV the entire day, oh. or playing PlayStation the entire day. Now, as a therapist, you know, I have huge problems with that because children need to explore at these ages, understand the environment you know kind of put what their basic concepts that they're going to be taught you know put it into um, the environment that a house is a square and the roof is a, a triangle etc and so on and they need to make these correlations you know especially if you want to read it's important for figure ground as well so by doing this and exploring you know the creativity and mixing with other children and you know getting away from that playstation the computer you know big up to Jahan Jahan and you know I think that more parents should um, actually enlist their children to do it once a month, Ridwan. Okay, shukran for that. Yes, just, to re- just to remind our listeners that we have online Jehan Raja, uh, who is offering a craft class for children between the ages of 5 to 10 years. And this takes place once a month on a Saturday, as from 10 to 12. All the materials are included in the cost. We'll speak a bit more about that. Uh, Jihan, do stay on the line, but for now we're going to go for a quick ad break. And when we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Dawa here on The Voice of the Cape. Live from Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the program called the Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Studio. And if you have just joined us, we are joined online by Jehan Raja, who offers a craft class on a Saturday morning that is once per month. Uh, and that will take place from 10 until 12. Now, Jehan, where uh, do these classes then normally take place? They take place on, uh, in uh, Rondebosch East, in Caracol Street, Rondebosch East. Sorry, just uh, run it by me again? In Rondebosch East. Yeah, okay, uh, but where particularly? Where in, uh, it's in my house. It's in, my ha- in a room in my house in Rondebosch East, Caracol Street. Oh, okay. So, yeah. in, so then if people then would like to then make contact with you, Jehan, uh, what are your contact yeah. details? Right, I'll give my phone number. It's 072... Mm-hmm. 782 yes. 6852 mm-hmm. I also have a Facebook page if anybody would like to go to that it's called Crafty Angels Art on Facebook if they just type in the search Crafty Angels Art and they will see it come up and um, because it's actually called Crafty Angels the, uh, the classes and then I've also got an email address which is 74 craftyangels at gmail.com Okay, Jahan Shukran for that and just a reminder to our listeners that you can participate in the program by sending us your SMS to the number 47913 In fact, just an SMS uh, which came through now from 7945 and it says It saddens me that the youth of today are not interested in arts and crafts yet they stay bored I offered free classes to Darun Naim girls and no one was interested. A very big shukran to our listeners.
listeners for their participation. So, Jehan, you know, what do you think, you know, in respect of the SMS I just read, would you like to comment on maybe? Perhaps it um, depends on what he, what's offered. Uh, perhaps it's the time, perhaps the times. I once tried doing a class actually in the holiday. And it didn't get as good response as what it did at the weekends. I, I don't know why that was. Perhaps it was because they couldn't, people couldn't deliver the children at the house at that time. Perhaps people were working, parents were working. Perhaps they can't get to the venue. Mm-hmm. But I'm do you think sure. there's an interest, you know, in arts and crafts from our youth? Because I don't deal with youth, it's just with younger children. Sometimes you get more the influence of the parents, sort of bringing the child along, as in children. With youth, we could perhaps make it more youth-orientated and see perhaps what they want to do, mm-hmm. something like that. Okay, and then just to remind the listeners that if you are interested in these craft classes as offered by Jehan Raja, uh, you can give her a call on the number 072-782-6852. The number again, 072-782-6852. Or you can actually visit the Facebook page, which is Crafty Angels. I think that's that's all I caught from that one. Jehan, is that the correct one? It's uh, on Facebook. It's Crafty Angels Art. Okay, Crafty Angels Art. I hope people can understand what I'm saying, because my... My accent is quite different. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a problem. Now, Jahan, you know, one question that uh, would probably be in the minds of parents, you know, what are the costs involved? I know you mentioned, obviously, uh, that the, the materials are uh, also included, although you use, you know, quite a number of materials that is easily and uh, freely and readily uh, available. Uh, what are the cost implications uh, for this particular classes that you do offer? It's just 50 rand. 50 rand. Okay, so the classes yeah. are 50 rand, and that yeah. is that takes place once a month on a That's Saturday it. morning That's as it. from 10 to 12, and it is at the residence of Jehan Raja, and she stays out in the Rondebosch East area. Now, Jehan, just very quickly, you know, how do you want to, any of our listeners, uh, do you want to encourage them, you know, with regards to uh, making contact with you, or why it's important for them, uh, particularly for the young children between the ages of 5, and uh, between 5 to 10 year old uh, to to become involved in your crafts classes? I think it's important to get them sort of inter- interacting with, with different materials, different textures and also with different people as well, perhaps different types of people. Um, it, it's nice to be involved in a group. We do lots of group work, so, so it's nice for them to get in, involved in all that. Um, it also gives a sense of achievement. And so I think it promotes a lot of confidence in a child. You know, perhaps there's children who have problems in certain ways. Um, you know, perhaps like cutting. And if they see that they've cut like a spaceship out and decorated it and, and everybody thinks that's good, then, then they'll go out feeling very pleased with themselves and it could give them quite a morale boost. Mm-hmm. Uh, just another SMS quickly, Jehan, uh, that came through, and maybe Yasira can comment on it as well. Uh, the SMS comes from 5043, and it says, Salam Ridwan, 
We need the arts and crafts, uh, especially for our severely dyslexic learners as well. Uh, Jihan, maybe just a comment yes. from your side. Yes, I'd like to get in touch with people of, of, of that nature. Um, I'm not sure actually where to go with that one, but, but I would like to get in touch with schools, companies, where people have problems, you know, perhaps like autism and dyslexia and, you know, even if uh, some people have learning difficulties, to try and help them out. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to do that if anybody wants to get in touch with that. I, I, you know, I also do parties and also we can do private classes. You know, if they don't want to come and do just the, the group thing, we can do another Saturday separately for that child. Mm-hmm. Just to remind the listeners then again, uh, if you want to make contact with Jihan Raja, uh, you can contact her on 072 782 6852. Yes, here I may just comment from your side, I'm after distract you on the issue of severely dyslexic learners or dyslexic learners with regards to the whole issue of arts and crafts, you know, working with their hands. And no, yeah, Shukran indeed. Well, no, definitely, you know, if I'm dyslexic, then I have a problem reading, but when I am, you know, able to perform and partake in something where I'm not felt like, you know, I can't do it and I feel inadequate, etc., and so on, which is a major concern when we look at learners. People because it affects all areas of their lives, to partake in something like that, you know, and I'm making something with my hands, and there's a tangible thing that I can see at the end of the day, a tangible object, you know, it gives me some kind of satisfaction. It gives me, the, you know, the understanding and the knowing that I can do something, you know, more than, you know, feel like I can't partake in class because I'm not reading very well or I'm not doing other things very well. We are in cross the exploration of my own imagination and creativity and I can follow along and my ladybug and your ladybug doesn't necessarily need to look the same but I'm, you know, proud of my own achievement and, and that's a huge thing for children, especially at such a young age. Mm, Shukran, for that, yes, I was thinking you know, uh, speci- specifically, you know, I think at that particular age. So again, just uh, in wrapping up, a reminder that we do have online Jehan Raja who offers these arts and crafts classes uh, and you can visit the uh, Facebook page and that is Crafty Angels at and uh, you can also contact her on 072-782-6852 These classes normally take place once a month on a Saturday morning and that is at uh, Jehan's place in Rondebosch East and the cost is at 50 Rand per learner or per child. Uh, Jahan, anything in wrapping up or conclusion that you would like to share with the listeners? I think um, just let them come along and we can see what we can turn a toilet roll or a peg or a bottle top into. And we can take it from there. We can bring our imagination and we can put the imagination and the bottle top together. And okay. see what comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jan, a very big shukran to you for your time and okay. for sharing that with the listeners. And we certainly want to wish you everything of the best Shukr. with these arts class, classes. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa Okay, shukran for that. That was, uh, Yasira, quite interesting. You know, I'm just trying to think, you know, that um, even the arts and crafts or the subject, I'm not too sure whether they still offer it uh, even at primary school level or even at high school level. No, Ridwan, they don't. But if I can speak for the primary school, you know, um, in our um, life skills subject area you have you know creative arts and um you know physical education etc and so on and generally in creative arts is where you would do some kind of art little project that would run in line with your theme so if our our theme for the week is safety 
you know, where do I stop? Where do I cross the road, etc. and so on. What my kids do is they make me little robots and they must explain to me, you know, what does the green light mean, the orange light, you know, the red light, etc. Where would you find a robot? What happens if the if the light is red, etc. and so on. So that's how we would incorporate it, you know, at my school, the arts and crafts part. Also, you must remember they come to OTIM at the school. So we do a lot of craft-like things to enable them to be more functional in the classroom. A lot of them can't write properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see it with a lot of kids, you know, they're good at running around and then when you put them down, you know, and you need that smooth, fluid movement of when they copy from the board or they're drawing a man, etc. and so on, you know, that they do struggle putting the pieces together. So I think for many of the children, you know, in the life skills subject that they have at school in the foundation phase, you know, that creative arts part is where you would do um, that type of thing. Okay, I said, I was just <laughs> trying to look up the word again, creativity. So that also helps with this thing, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I mean, because you're not telling the child possibly exactly what the child needs to be doing you can give them a few items and then say uh, you know what can they come up with or do you guide them a little bit you know what Bo- both run all depends on you know specifically at school and you know we don't test creativity so if we're saying as like when we say outdoor play you can do whatever kind of play you want to do either climb the jungle gym or you can run or you can play soccer etc and so on and the same would apply when we have arts and crafts I can put the things on um the table and say look i want a little spider but our spiders won't look the same in the least manner however if i want a certain outcome at the end of the day and i want to see if they can sequence and follow instructions and see if they're placing it you know anatomically correct the little spider um position in space and you know spatial awareness etc then i would obviously demonstrate it to them first and say look this is how i would like it to look and there will be a model so creativity you can use in various facets it's Ridwan, all depending on what you want the outcome to be. At you know, and I'm sure, yes, you know, even with the whole approach towards e-learning, for example, or the whole, I don't know, e-something that one wants to call it, you know, uh, with regards to the internet and all of these things and all the programs or uh, I don't know what they call these applications, for example. Uh, these are all in front of the computer as well. Correct, but it takes away, you know, the whole notion, to my mind, of actually, you know, working with your hands, maybe whether it be putty, whether it be, as you said, a sakastoki in a dopi in a margin, or you know, you put something together very, very quickly. Um, so I don't know, you know, where this whole thing around arts and crafts have gone. Yes, and I, th- I think it was taken away usually, Ridwan, when the curriculum changed at schools. I remember we used to make all kinds of funny things at school, and then we must collect, you know, those things that keep the bread together and your bottle top and your two liters. We used to make little tortoises or turtles out of the the bottom part Mm -hmm. of the two liter bottle painted green inside and at that time, we didn't have pipe cleaners. You know, we had to actually use wire with your little cardboard. And so those were kind of art projects back in the day that we had to do. And the educator in our classroom actually did it with us. Um, you know, aside from when you actually went to art and you could paint and it was finger paint and oh, I don't like getting my hands dirty. But I mean, you know, we did all those kinds of things. And then it was taken away in one and it was replaced with other subjects. And it's quite unfortunate because... I can tell you now about three children that was with me on high school actually went out into the art field. But, you know, with that, you know, love of art all the years, they could actually carry it on. No, no, no. I was just thinking now, you know, what was the name of my art teacher? I just, I'm picturing her at the moment, but I can't, unfortunately, for the life of me, you know, get to her name. Um... Uh, maybe if someone can help me, she was at Alexander Sinton, I'm not say which year though, but uh, let's say somewhere around the early 80s. 
Um, just trying to figure out what her surname was. But again, I really enjoyed, you know, the arts and crafts class. I mean, because, you know, you could draw and you could make putty. And as you said, you know, all sorts of things. Uh, so I looked forward to those particular classes. And I'm, I'm concerned to think, you know, what do our kids do, in fact, these days within a classroom environment? And, and I think one of my concerns, and I've posed this to WCED, was that not a lot of that is taking place. Hence, all my referrals that I have for learners for special schools. I think those in enabled us and if we look back you know your your special schools were always there there were always learners who were severely mentally handicapped that had to attend these schools because the curriculum was different now we're sitting with the influx of children who are borderline now once you borderline something could have been done you know prior to the child having to be admitted to a special school and because PT was taken away I mean I will always say this um, physical education was very important Mm -hmm. especially in the foundation phase you know helping us with our bodies how to regulate ourselves how to modulate ourselves those weren't the terms at the time oh, but <laughs> uh, I wonder where Irfan is modulated this is by the way I saw Irfan on, on Saturday at the two was it called the two oceans marathon I'm not too sure but I know uh, Fani was running there and, and I actually got to see him but you would have liked that word that you use now yes, for, the, for the dictionary yes. um, but it, were, it wasn't the terms at that time you know and we were looking at you know static balance and dynamic balance and we were looking at you know how do we our eye hand coordination um, how do we take steps? We used to measure with our feet. And that was the cutest thing we thought, you know, with your, with your little white Tommy tackies. And the teacher would say, one foot in front of the other foot. This shouldn't be a space. But it taught you coordination. It taught you integration. It taught you a lot of things that you needed to do, you know, in the classroom to help you regulate yourself and copy from the board and write. And uh, for those children, you know, to help them sit still because all that energy was expanded, etc. and so on. We don't do that anymore. Our children come. It's taxing for them at school. There is no time for remedial work in our foundation phase, which is it saddens me greatly. But our curriculum is now, I would think, to an extent, a barrier to learning. Okay, shukran for that, Yasira. Uh, just put a smile on my face. I don't think I, I, that it was actually Tommy, maybe in your time. But I know we, we had another name for it, but I also used to wear those white... Uh, white stars. Uh, tacky type of thing going. Anyway, there's an SMS here from 4699. Uh, says, uh, Dear Ridwan, I believe the FET colleges have transferred to DHET. For years, these teachers were in battle with the department in getting their salaries on par with schools. Has any finality been reached in this regard? Uh, to that particular listener, a very big shukran for that question. Uh, obviously, now they're no longer called FET colleges. They are now called T-VET colleges, T-V-E-T, T-VET colleges. Yes, they have transferred to DHET, that is the Department of Higher Education and Training, with effect from the 1st of April. Uh, as far as the salaries are concerned, our information is that uh, the salaries should effectively be on par with those of the, or within rather, the education sector. If you still have a problem and you are a lecturer uh, at the FET College, uh, my advice would be that you make contact with uh, your, your union uh, to which you belong as a member and actually ask them for some information around that. Uh, I think, Yasira, maybe what we could do is to try and maybe, you know, get someone in from DHE. ET 
or a specialist within the TVET sector, you know, just to give our listeners, but more particularly our lecturers within the TVET sector, an update in as far as mm-hmm. that process is concerned. Yes, Ridwan, and I think it's, it's it's quite a concern for them, Ridwan, because then they belong to DHT, then not, you know, and so it's quite a back and forth. Um, hopefully things have settled now, um, and you are correct, Ridwan, they are effectively from the 1st of April, they were transferred over to DHET, and um, I think having somebody here to just give updates, sometimes things happen and you you know, either weren't there that day or the um, information hasn't reached you. So it would be quite a, a nice thing for all those people who feel a bit unsettled mm-hmm. as to what the progress is as of the 1st of April. Okay, what I do know is that there is a circular out referred to as a function shift uh, from the colleges to DHET. It's a circular called the function shift. And um, my understanding is that you move across with your exact same salary. Mm-hmm. I know one of the challenges, for example, within the TVET sector or the colleges, uh, uh, is that some of these lecturers actually received some top-ups. And obviously now, you know, if you're going under DHET uh, and you are regarded as a public servant, you know, the question then arises, you know, about the additional uh, remuneration or extra income and also whether it's going to be regarded as a Section 38A application. So there are quite a number of legal issues with regards to this particular shift uh, that has to be considered. Uh, but I hope that covers that particular response, but certainly we'll try and get someone, inshallah. Then there's another SMS from 1486. It says, uh, Salam, can I have the number for the lady in Rondebosch? Okay, the lady's name is Jehan Raja, and her contact details 072 Seven eight two six eight five two. The number again zero seven two seven eight two six eight. Two. I do hope that the listener is, uh, got that particular message. And again, a very big shukran to our listeners for their participation to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape. Interestingly, my dad asked me, you know, what was the message last week? I said, was it last week um, when someone sent an SMS and I didn't want to read the SMS? Yes, I did want to. Okay. Us. Yeah, my dad also wanted to know from you, you know, what was the SMS that I didn't want to read? Uh, and I said, ah, daddy, you know, it's just one of those things uh, where someone just sent an SMS which was a bit unfavorable. Uh, but be that as it may, uh, that is long gone and long past. Then we are moving very quickly towards the Waktav Visha. And we're asking our listeners to do stay tuned to the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM Stereo. Uh, because after the Waktav Visha, uh, we are going to be chatting uh, to Sheikh Shahid Iso with a Perspective on Islamic education, and we are going to be having in studio, uh, I believe, uh, Sister Soraya Williams Regal, who is the principal at Islam for Kids. Uh, and then uh, just another quick point, and that is that a school was burgled and torched, Yasira. It says two weeks after taking part in a march against burglaries at schools in the area, a Bonte Hevel school has been burgled and its administration block gutted. So, um, yeah, I'm not too sure whether you've actually really seen that particular SMS, um, SMS that particular article, Yasira. Yes, I have, Ridwan. And I think, you know, it was, it's a good thing, you know, um, a school belongs to the community and the community has all the right, you know, to stand up for the school and support the school in, um, you know, what they're doing and what affects them. And it saddens me, you know, that you would destroy something um, that brings so much knowledge and, you know, 
blessings to a child um, to try and prove a point, Ridwan. I think the whole administration block was built down, staff room, secretary's office, the principal's office, the toilets, you know, the sick bay that's generally, you know, in the admin block. All of that was destroyed and I'm not sure how much it's going to cost, you know, to replace that and make the school functional again. But I think even the toilets for the learners were also burned down. So unfortunately, the school had to dismiss early um, and luckily it now is the, the April vacation the first term vacation i'm not sure what the school intends to do to you know relook the situation and see what can be done so that the basic functionality can take place you know on the 13th of april when school begins okay inshallah shukran for that yasira and the school in fact is a cedar primary school in the bonte hevel area now before we break for the walk of isha just a reminder to our listeners one of the questions i would like to pose to our educators out there hopefully you are tuned in i know you are relaxing on this very beautiful sunday evening alhamdulillah and you are at an institution closure period but the question is, you know, what we've what has come up as here is that, you know, sometimes learners or for some reason someone damages your car, which is parked on school property. Now, the question we've been asking the Western Cape Education Department is, you know, what protection then are there or what do you have in place, you know, when an educator's car is damaged? On the school property. Nothing now, I'm not wanting, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not wanting Yasira to actually give me a response, but I would certainly like our educators to think about that. And maybe next week, uh, Sunday, inshallah, on education in Daba, we will tackle that particular aspect and ask our educators and our parents and our learners, for that matter, to comment on that one. For now, we break for the walk of Isha, inshallah. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue with the program called Education in Daba here on The Voice of the Cape.